The pandemic has catapulted security once more to the top of IT and executive leadership priorities, even the board. However, the issue for the CIO and the CISO is getting management buy-in when it comes to what technologies to acquire, how to integrate these into existing strategies, the challenges in the journey to integration, and how to ensure that disruptions are kept to a minimum. Because we live in an ecosystem economy today where almost everything is connected, the challenge for the CIO and CISO is securing the appropriate budget that reflects the state of security or insecurity of the industry, the availability of many with their respective price tags, and the limited resources that the company must do in order to secure the business and its customers. In today's podcast for Future CISO, we are joined by Jonathan Jackson, Director of Engineering for Asia Pacific at BlackBerry, to talk about how to get senior management buy-in when it comes to security projects. Jonathan, welcome to Podchats for Future CISO. Alan, great to be here. Thank you for the invite. Let's start off with the obvious question. How is cybersecurity inextricably linked to digital growth in 2022? Yeah, so I mean, I think you mentioned there in your preamble there, Alan, that, you know, we're seeing a, a huge amount of digital growth and digital transformation you know, across the globe. Everything is, is connected, you know, hyper-converged, et cetera. We're seeing you know, investments and improvements in AI and processes and machine learning and quantum computing and blockchain and all this sort of stuff. And all of that's leading to this um, this driver of a connected world. And cybersecurity is inextricably linked to that because we need to make sure that we are protecting our assets, our people, our data and and our privacy as well. So that digital growth, the growth, the ability to compete in today's digital world is strongly linked to cybersecurity and the frameworks that we have in place to protect those assets. I know technology is very complicated, but just how complex is the nature of security for the average organization today? You know, I'd say it's increased in complexity over the last three to five years significantly. Certainly now in 2022 and going forward, we see a huge amount of changes in the attack surface and the the cyber threat actors, so basically the bad guys, their ability to be able to infiltrate our networks, exfiltrate our data, ransom our machines, gain access to privileged uh, and confidential information has become a very, very big challenge for a lot of organizations. And I think just the reality of a converged IoT and OT world, so OT kind of operational technologies, where now everything is becoming connected to the internet, effectively means that the attack surface has significantly grown in the last three to five years. And that's become a big challenge and complexity for a lot of organizations. Security, at least in my view, security is like insurance. It only becomes tangible when bad things happen. So how can the CISO and CIO contextualize key cybersecurity trends and issues to reflect the bottom line, the things that are most important to leadership, the board and shareholders? So this is one of the the, the key challenges I, I hear from CISOs all the time. Whenever I do a lot of work with CISOs and CIOs, really trying to position a story to the board, which is impactful and makes board sense. And when I mean board sense, what I'm really pivoting towards is really your ability to be able to speak their language. So I think us as security professionals and even CISOs, we struggle with things like using you know industry jargon and acronyms and things and technical terms, which a board wouldn't really understand. So the tips that I give CISOs really to try and speak their language. And by what I mean by that is very, very simple things like the board understands. So what is your leadership or your leadership team? What are your critical business objectives? Right. So in terms of what our company does, what are the critical business objectives that we're trying to achieve? 
what is the company's strategy and the vision for the next 12 months or the next three years? How would the critical business objectives be impacted by a cyber attack or a cyber event? And if you can put terminology in board language, you're much further down the line of being able to get your points across. So that would be the, the, the first one I would talk about. The second one is really to put it into terms that a board understands in terms of three critical things. So the board typically cares about, not always, but most boards care about revenue, risk, and cost. So if you can understand how cybersecurity resilience or cybersecurity frameworks or what you're trying to achieve with your cyber objective, how that can impact negatively or positively revenue, risk, and cost, then you're much further down the path of, of the board being able to understand what you're trying to initiate. Often with board conversations, it comes down to ROI. So return on investment is key to being able to identify the performance indicators that are required to be able to deliver a security solution which is going to give tangible business outcomes and results. So you really need to quantify your enterprise cyber risk in relation to those business objectives that the company has. And I think you know, the ROI term and capability is something that is important because you're absolutely right. In the beginning, you said you know, security is like insurance and it only becomes tangible when bad things happen. And I think it's important for CISOs to be able to qualify that and to be able to quantify the proposed cost expenditure for cybersecurity resi resilience implementation that is going to be have an impact to to the bottom line and it could be anything it could be you know the the, the cost of time on employee impact obviously um, reputational risk if you have a data breach and you have to notify that loss of revenue from a company or corporation because you've got downtime during a cyber event etc cetera, etc cetera. so lots of different ways to qualify cost Somebody would tell me, I'm spending way too much money in the hopes that I can prevent threat actors from successfully impacting my business. Given from what the CIO and CISOs and analysts are telling me, the threat actors are creative, aggressive, resourceful, and even relentless. How do I fight a war that seems one-sided? Yeah, so it, it, it can feel like that sometimes. It does feel like the bad guys or the threat actors have, are definitely one step ahead of a game. And I would say to a certain degree they are, although in the last, last six years, but certainly more recently in the last sort of two years, from a security perspective, we've really been able to invest and create capabilities as it pertains to leveraging machine learning. So artificial intelligence is one element to it, but machine learning is really the, the crux of the capability where we're effectively using computers to be able to make a informed decision on a perceived cyber threat. And that investment and that capability has really helped us step ahead of where the cyber actors are, are going. And, you know, whether it's it's malware or ransomware or Trojans or info stealers or wipers or whatever the sort of flavor of the month in terms of what cyber actors are using, leveraging artificial intelligence and machine learning has really helped us to be able to identify good from bad instantaneously without the need of humans. So I would say to a certain degree, we are actually ahead of the game. And so much so now that we're actually able to effectively predict a bad piece of code or something that has never existed before, brand new piece of malware or, you know, or ransomware or whatever that's created and dropped today, we are able to identify that software using math models that can even go back 
up to sort of five years ago. So even through 2021, some of the largest and the most uh, prolific cyber attacks and cyber threat groups such as Conti and Ruyuk and R-Evil and even Darkseid, which is fairly infamous for their attack on the Colonial Pipeline, you know, all of those attacks we are able to predict and prevent and stop them using math models from 60 months ago or five years ago. So we definitely do have an advantage with prevention and a predictive advantage to be able to stop zero-day attacks now. So it's not as bad as you think, Alan. Everything is not lost. I can assure you that. Thank you for that. It's a cheery note from all the the not so good things that we're hearing around lately. I saw a report Gartner that says it expects companies to spend around about $77 billion in outsourcing security in 2022. What do you see the spending being prioritized on? And more importantly, how should the CISO and CIO approach selling the idea of more outsourcing to leadership? The Gartner projection in terms of the amount of money that will be spent on outsourcing is accurate based on the fact that we've got a very big problem in terms of skill shortage, just of, of cyber people. So it's very, very hard to retain and bring talent into an organization that cyber talent, like you know, forensic analysis, threat hunters, these types of people, even data scientists to a certain degree. So the challenge that organizations face is really to decide whether to build or buy. So when I speak to CISOs, I talk to them about, do you want to build it or do you want to buy it? And the build or buy strategy comes down to effectively that return on investment. Because if you were a you know, a small to medium business in Singapore, for example, it's going to be incredibly difficult for you to build your own security operations center. Not only difficult, but incredibly costly as well. And that's why we've seen a big rise in the last few years of things called managed detection response solutions. So this is a company like mine who will come in and take over and help you to deal with every single cyber threat and threat actor that exists on your network, on your devices, on all of your endpoints, etc. And this outsourcing has become very good good for organizations because it does allow them to actually focus on what they're good at, which is running their business. It takes the cyber conversation away from being something that is difficult to manage, difficult to resource, and difficult to get working properly, whereas you could outsource it and use companies who do manage detection response capabilities for you. And just to be clear, I mean, in the past, from my understanding is uh, there's a bit of resistance to outsourcing certain things, especially security, where it involves access to sensitive company information. Mm. You're now saying that with the trend towards outsourcing, even the board is more open to the idea of, okay, we'll outsource these pits because, you know, it just makes sense. We're seeing a lot more of that. Everything is now connected. It's all cloud enabled, right? It's digital first. It's hyper converged. So there's no that old school thinking of my perimeter or my firewall or my mind enterprise. Those lines are blurred now. So because of that, and this this march towards cloud, you know, we're seeing that boards recognise that getting you know industry experts in who are very good at threat hunting and digital forensics to help them protect their assets and their data of what's important to them as a business. That is definitely something that is that is resonating for us in 2022. So we're starting to see a lot of investment in in that sort of area, for sure. Bottom line, given all the challenges, the obstacles and priorities, what are your top recommendations for how the CISO and CIO get leadership buy-in when it comes to security spending in 2022 and beyond? 
Yeah, so yeah, I guess so as a wrap up, then really just to go back to you know the, the CISO board level buy in is as I mentioned in the beginning is try and speak their language, understand things like the critical business ob- objectives and drivers, understand things like revenue, cost, and risk, etc., to the board, and help to qualify and quantify your cyber risk expenditure as it pertains to a return on investment. So what is going to be the cost to us as a business if we have a significant cyber event or if we have our supply chain disrupted? and we're unable to operationalize our business and we have everybody downtime, what's going to be the cost of that? And you can qualify that. I also think it's good to try and map your cyber resilience program or your cyber strategy to industry frameworks. One of the best ones that I work with is something called the MITRE ATT&CK framework. There are other frameworks out there that work with, such as NIST. And even here in Australia, we do quite a little bit, quite a lot of work with um, Australian Cybersecurity Council on something they call Essential Aid. But it doesn't matter whichever framework you use, but have a framework which really maps out how it can help the board understand the measurable objectives for your cyber resilience program. And then also, if you can, try and make sure that you're working towards the goal of trying to reduce mean time to detection and mean time to respond. So these are kind of cyber terms that are very effective in being able to understand how quickly you as a business are able to adapt and adopt and respond to a significant cyber breach or an attack or an event. If you can get some of that stuff right, you'll be going a long way for your board to really understand what your strategy is and how cybersecurity and investment in cybersecurity is going to be able to help your business and the board's business meet their um, strategy and vision and their objectives for the company. Jonathan, as always, thank you for joining me on Podcast for Future CISO. Great. Thanks for having me, Ellen. All the best. That was Jonathan Jackson, Director of Engineering for Asia Pacific at BlackBerry, speaking on the topic of how to get senior management buy-in when it comes to cybersecurity. You are listening into podcasts for CISO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for our free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for CISO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CISO. Bye for now. Music